The most important thing is that you have a vision, that you have a goal. Because without that vision and without that goal, again, you're drifting around and you're never going to end up anywhere. People don't become successful just by accident. You're going to get your ass kicked, we're going to get the shit kicked out of us. You got to get up, you got to have faith that the one thing you wanted to happen, oftentimes is the best thing that never happened. So have faith, just keep that in mind, keep plugging away. Never accept the limitations of someone else. Somebody told you that it's impossible. Don't even try. Give up before you even fucking try it for yourself. Never accept the goddamn limitations that someone else has placed upon you. And now, fitnessinformant.com presents the Iron Union Podcast. Let's go. Hello and welcome inside the FIHQ, Fitness Informant Founder and CEO, Ryan Buckeye here with a new episode of the Iron Union Podcast. I know it's been a little bit. I apologize. I'm back. I'm here. I've just been grinding. It's been a hell of a year, 2021, and now we're in 2022. So I thought, let's start off this year with an episode with the competition, with Price Plow, bringing in a good friend of mine and Ben Kane, and let's talk about what we saw in 2021, because we saw quite a bit happen within our industry, good, both good and bad, in terms of what brands had done. We discuss our awards, and then we look ahead at what 2022 brings. So this episode, I'm really, really uh, happy about. I was excited to do it with Ben. Ben's a good friend. He's very knowledgeable. And I said some things in the podcast that I stand behind. I think Ben has his finger on the pulse of this industry unlike any other uh, because he's in meetings with ingredient manufacturers. He's with contract manufacturers. He's doing all the stuff to really get the behind-the-scenes type of information. And albeit I do the same, I think Ben just you know unfe- uh, uh, peels another layer of that onion per se. And we talk about the differences between FI and price plow because there is differences. We cover the same industry. Our content is, in my opinion, completely different. There are some similarities, some crossovers, but we both have our own distinguished audience in which we talk to and people that come to our channels for information. So it is good to get another quote unquote experts POV or point of view of 2021 and then looking at 2022. And you guys have probably seen, uh, we did announce that Ghost won brand of the year at Fitness Informant for the third straight year, making it a three-peat also making Ghost the first dynasty in fitness informant history. Now, whether you agree or disagree, that is your prerogative and that is your choice. I thought Ghost did such a wonderful job in 2021 to follow up an amazing 2020. And we look at some of the collaborations that they did. I think the Taj Mahal of all collaborations was Oreo to get that is uh, a feat in itself. Now, granted, they had a relationship with Mondelez, and I think that's very important. They have proof of concept, so Mondelez got, went to the Ghost team, or Ghost team went to Mondelez, and there's this trust there, and you have to build that trust up through success, and they were successful with Chips Ahoy and some of the other stuff that they have done, um, and boom, that was a big one. We seemingly seem to forget energy national rollout in like Q1 of 2020 as well, because I believe it launched like a soft launch and on their website uh, that fall of 2020, but early 2021, along with uh, Blue Blue um, Blue Raspberry, the Sour Patch Kid, which did phenomenal numbers, kind of really blew Ghost Energy up. And I do know uh, just from being friends with the Ghost team, and they, they overshot all projections, um, tenfold. So I, and then obviously the Space Jam collab I thought was super impactful and cool and different. It wasn't a flavor collaboration per se, an entertainment and nostalgia, a hit you in the fields collaboration. So we will be doing the fitness informant championship belt presentation, I believe in Las Vegas again this year. And I'm excited to present both Dan and Ryan, the owners and founders of Ghost, uh, with the championship title in which they earned. And that's not to take anything away from the other brands. I thought Glaxon had a phenomenal year. They didn't lose. Ghost just won the brand of the year title. So sit back, relax, enjoy this podcast episode with Ben Kane. If you liked what you hear, hit that subscribe button, regardless of what podcast platform you are on. If you're watching via YouTube, hit the subscribe button there to stay up to date with everything that we publish right here to our YouTube channel. Make sure you follow us on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok. That's right. We're there as well. Uh, Our official website, fitnessinformant.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Benjamin Kane.
product is going to help you get to where you want to be. Five percenters is five percent of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. We're talking about business, success, education. We're willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. Things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. We back inside the Iron Union podcast. I'm in Minneapolis. This big I'm in beard, Jersey. yeah, Jersey, big beard, fuck over in Jersey, Princeton or Rutgers? You're Princeton though. I'm in Princeton. I went to Rutgers, but I'm in Princeton. What what drew you to Princeton? Uh, I wanted quiet. What are you like sixty? <laughs> I, I I know this is hard for you to understand in Minnesota, where your neighbor is a mile away. Yeah, that's true. But, like I, I lived in an apartment for a year that was just, it was loud all the time. It was terrible. You know, what's good about that is because there's so much noise in our industry, it's maybe nice to, like, turn your computer and your phone off for a second and be like, peace and quiet. I need to do that very frequently. You should. And there's a lot of noise. And, and so just for people watching, listening, uh, Ben Kane, Price Plow, obviously you guys know who he is and, and what they're about. They're the big competition and, you know, <laughs> all that funny, fun stuff. But it was a really cool, unique 2021 with challenges, with brands doing some unique, innovative stuff. And I figured who better to talk to about this than Ben, and then we can look forward to 2022. And honestly, like from my standpoint, in my opinion, I think Ben has his finger on the pulse of this industry better than anybody, and that even includes me, uh, because you were working with ingredient suppliers, hand-hand, you've done consulting. Like there's a lot that you do, I think, that people don't all know about. We don't need to talk about everything, but like you just you have so much experience and a plethora of information that's shared with you that you some you can share, some you can't share. So I Let's that. you know. I figured it'd be good. I mean, so admittedly, yes, Price Plow has great content. People don't think that we 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 were competitors, but at the same time, if I'm on a call with a potential sponsor, I let them know literally every time. If you have not called Ben at Price Plow, you need to call them too because what's unique about our platforms, and I don't know if you you agree, I feel like we have a very big distinct section of our audiences are are hardcore Price Plow, hardcore FI. And then there's some small crossover, but like, I feel like you guys have your audience. I have mine because of the way we present our content. And then we have some trickle over effect. There's, I, mean, I think there's a really easy split between us. Um, like it, it's just a, co a completely different, like you, you come to, you come to us for completely different things. Yeah. You know, if you, if you come to my YouTube, you're, you're sitting down for a 10 minute video. 
And not everyone wants that. I see it on our analytics. Mm, right. <laughs> you know? um, and and I, I don't know if there's any way to say that, you know, you have shorter form content without making – I don't mean that to sound like you have simpler content. You just – No, it's, it's simpler. That's exactly what – when we talk to potential sponsors, I, I tell them, like, ours is layman terms content, simple content. Ben's and Mike's is in-depth, scientific-backed, how this works, why this works – and I just say, does it work? You know, like, like that's, that's the big difference between it. And, and that's why I think we work well together as two separate platforms in a space that have both been able to carve out our own niche, been able to support ourselves in our personal lives. So I, I think it's great. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, like you said, we do a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And uh, it's hard to, like, um, articulate it all the time without sounding a little bit condescending um, because I, I do do everything. Like, yeah. I feel some days um, – you know, we, we uh, I had to choose between going to the natural body block party and going to supply side um, because I had to be at supply side for some bigger in, right. uh, ingredient stuff and some more consulting stuff. And it sometimes can get, to, to, get to be like a, a conflict because we're also consumer facing at the same time. Um, but it's it's a hell of a lot of fun for sure. For sure. I got to just before we start diving into this stuff, like, do you ever miss being on a brand, seeing products in stores that you I mean, you obviously have a hand in formulation and stuff. Yeah. Well, so. It's tough. Uh, I, I, I've told you this before. I'm insanely jealous of the fact that you have a thing that you sell. Sure. Like Fit Butters is cool because like, you have a, a passion. You have a project. You have a, you have a, a product, you know? Um, and even though um, there's a fair amount of things that, that people talk about that I've had a hand in um, and I'm not allowed to talk about because of NDAs and stuff. Right. That's what makes it tough is like you put a lot, like you put a lot of time and passion into creating something and you test it. And like, like just last week, I tested something out that like, I loved, and I'm going to be able to talk about it when it comes out, but there are products that I'm not allowed to say, like, you know, I had anything to do with because potential bias with price plow and stuff like that, that the brand doesn't uh, want to have that kind of, which is kind of funny because you'd think most brands would want to hang price plow on their, uh, the name of the product, but there, some brands are a little bit more careful. So I absolutely miss it. You know, what's it, it, so much fun. What was the coolest project that you were involved in prior to your time at price plow? bio crew okay i, I kind of figured to go there yeah it was like the coolest thing I, I still i have all my stuff from that i have all the original notes that we wrote down i still have the shirts um i was sad that that didn't get to i i it was sad that i didn't get to f fill out my playbook on that mm -hmm. but like that was i had a lot of um expansion for that and no, nothing wrong with what what new did with that they, they, they've done a lot of really cool things but personally i had some goals with that that i didn't get to realize and that was a really cool project i think that uh they have a great community. There's a lot of communities that exist today within our, our, our space. Some are super annoying. Uh, you know, so, so, I mean, you think about like, like think of like the Jim Stepani groups, think of the first form, the, the, yeah. the legionnaires, um, the tier operators. I mean, it is like the world in 2021 in terms of marketing and how they get the words out to people is, did you ever imagine that we would, essentially take what is the MLM world and incorporate it into sports nutrition in a way in which they're not physically transactional with products, but it's the same co fucking concept. I, I hate when people take credit for things like that or like say that they were the first person to do it. I feel like I was one of the first to do it with bio group because that was the whole idea was to you are, everyone has a community. You're emailing them constantly. You're trying right. to grab attention on, on uh, Instagram and stuff, but my idea was to grab their attention and make them like super consumers. Yeah. It definitely worked well for them. Look at their Facebook group. That's very engageable, but I was inspired. I should say by cage. Uh, they have a really, really, really good Facebook group. Mm -hmm. um, similar to the Jim Stepani idea, just less uh, culty. And um, I, I, I guess it just makes sense logically, you know, like yeah. the college marketing, like you get it, like people are hive mind one of part of something. Else. Yeah, for sure. Let me what's ask that? you, what's that? Uh, go for your question. What was, in your opinion, the highlight of 2021 for the space? So it's funny. I, I think for everyone listening should know, I, I came to this video straight off of finishing our brand of the year video, which was five videos in a row. And so <clears throat> what was funny about it was, uh, I don't know when this is going up, but uh, people are, if, if people watch yours before mine, they'll know a 
ghost one brand of the year. Yeah, well, now I'm going to wait until you announce it because this is <laughs> – see, I'm a, I'm a genuine human being. I'm going to let you announce it because I don't want to break that news. You're not going to ruin my launch? No, Man, nice no. Media. no I, I, I had something I wanted to say there, but I'm just not going to do it. So. <laughs> um, so it was funny because I went through uh, ghosts. If you noticed last night on their Instagram, they did their end-of-year recap thing, which was cool because I started talking about that. So 60 new, 62 new products, blah, 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 like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Mike's like, yeah, but they did so much more than that. And I was like – well, I'm sure they did, but like they, this is what they posted on their account. How much more could there possibly have been? He was like, are you completely forgetting the Guzman V4 line? Yeah, right. Are you forgetting the Max V2 or V3? Like, like even when the, the brand of the year announces how much stuff they did in the year, there was even more than that. So it's hard to pick like one moment of the entire year that was defining. Um, it, there, it just seemed like it just wouldn't stop coming. Like the whole year, like I was uh, – I, I like – we're different in that you finish the whole bottle before you do your full videos. Like I am complete opposite. I get my video up for the actual launch. Right, right. And so like I was waking up at 9 a.m. running videos to have it done it well. Mm-hmm. You know, like just constantly. So I think um, it's impossible to pick like one moment. I think my favorite moment from the year was getting to uh, supply side and getting hooked up with all you guys. I think like getting to spend time with people was like the big thing for me. That was like one of the first – I mean I was, I was at the Olympia too and I think supply side – uh, was just different. I mean, it was, it was obviously Vegas is Vegas. Vegas is cool. Um, but it was my first supply side. So I got a chance to experience the world that you had been sort of entrenched in for the last past couple of years. And even before that, because you were involved more in formulation stuff. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, I just thought, and, and you touched on it on the video you did for Instagram is just like, I feel like the industry elevated itself this year, at least the positive, you know, there's a, there's a pocket of those brands who yeah. kind of like, bound together and be like, listen, we're not going to like, and maybe when the camera's off, they're talking shit about each other, whatever. Awesome. But like, right. But like, I mean, when they're, when one brand supports another and, and every, like even look like, like ghost and rise, totally similar, different brands, different owners, different egos. Like once upon a time, maybe those two didn't really get along, but you you got ghost reaching out the rise saying like, love what you did with your Sunny D collab. You got rise reaching out. I mean, People are starting to like maybe check their egos. I mean, you get two of them. You get you get the the group of people that are checking their egos and becoming genuine human beings, and then you still have, you know, a, a, a big portion of our space that is just like ego driven. Up on my soapbox, this yeah. is what I did, and here's why you should recognize me, acknowledge me, stuff. But I feel like to to your video, I think that we're heading in a in a, a direction which makes me breathe a little bit easier because. Man, some of the negativity in the space can really just wear on you, even from a, like a third party perspective that we're in, because it always trickles down to people like you and I. Our yeah. phones will ring and somebody will, you know, bitch about so and so. And we're just like, I'm not a therapist, Ben. I'm not, but I listen because they're friends of mine or, you know, people that we do business with. But it, it still shocks me how many people have like legit gripes against other people, sometimes for really no reason. It's really tough. Uh, you and I have talked. I think you and I talked about that this this year more than any year prior. <clears throat> and you know, you and I have seen each other through lawsuits. We right. have, we've been through a lot of stuff together. And this year was one of those years where it was just like, is this fucking real life? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there was just so moments this year where it was like, this hurts uh, to see like the industry I love so much get so negative. Right. You know, uh, it, it, to me, it's an industry that's so like full of camaraderie and stuff and. So I, I really appreciated you uh, commenting on that video because uh, I woke up that day and I went for a really long walk. And the night before, there had been a whole bunch of shit talking going on. And I realized uh, when I was going on this walk thinking to myself that you can either focus on that stuff. You know, you can sit there and think about it and ruminate and let it really seep into you, into your deepest pores. And you can let it really – you can absorb that and it becomes who you are and how you think. Or you can remember all of the good things that are happening yeah. here and, just the, the the last conversation before we had this negative one right here, we were talking about how much happened this year. There's so much to be happy and excited about. And so I went, I started going through clips of my, my favorite clips of the last year. And so much, it was like you and me driving to the dragon's lair, uh, you know, me and friends meeting up at, at different events. Like there was so much good that happened. You know, it, it, it seemed to me that instead of responding to the negativity with more negativity, because you and I know that we both have a lot up our sleeves that we could come out in this industry and be like, Hey, you know, you guys want to screw with us. Like we know all of this stuff. Instead of coming out with all this negativity, I came out with a positive thank you for everyone. Right. I thought that was the biggest fuck you to the negativity that I could have possibly made. And I think that it made a difference and it started us off in a good. It's the best video you've ever done. Appreciate that. I, I really think that. I think this just 
the tone, the tempo, the, the message, I, I thought it was by far, not even close. Like, you've done some really good stuff. That was the best video you've ever done. Um, I think because it resonated with a lot of people. It, and I think when people watched it, they're probably like, to, to the negative people, they probably watched it be like, either they're like, fuck you, Ben, or they're just like, oh, shit, he's right. Like, Yeah, I wanted know? to make it just so hard to say anything bad back to. Right. Uh, and the funny thing was about, like, I, I came back from the walk and I was like, I got to make this. I was so inspired. And I started to write down and i don't know how you are with your videos but i don't ever write anything down never and no. so yeah so i started writing i was like this is gonna be important it's gonna be important and i was like i literally uh turned to the side i dropped my laptop on the floor and i was like fuck it and i i one took one take that like no problem right I didn't even have to restart it was just one of those one of those videos i, I don't know it felt i've done a couple viral ish uh industry videos my 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 research chemical one the year before went really really well um but that one just came like right from the heart it felt yeah. good no, it was awesome, man. And, and yeah, so like looking back on 2021, Ghost Brand of the Year, Price Plow, Ghost Brand of the Year at Fitness Informant, Ghost Brand of the Year at um, I mean, Josh Shaw did it. Uh, it, it brand it, of the Decade for, for Stack 3D. Yeah, Brand of the Decade, which I mean, I should, I'll argue and say they should be Brand of the Year for Stack 3D too, but I, you know, I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think he's come out with it yet, but from what I've heard, they are not winning Brand of the Year. Um, but uh, for me, it was really like, I love the brands that we work with, and we talked about this. Like I said, Core has been one of the most consistent brands since Doug Miller has basically started the business. Nutribio, yeah. like super consistent. You could even say Ghost has been consistent. They really have. I think they've just gotten better as they've yeah. aged. But like this year for me, it was really between Ghost and Glaxon. Like those are the two brands. Um, and then like a dark horse that weren't even in my top five, but like I think they're gonna have a huge year this year is gonna be Raw with the launch that they're be they're, they're gonna be rolling out in the vitamin shops. Like there's a lot going on with that brand. Um, but like Glaxon and Ghost to me are two bright spots in the space. Um, Rise also another one. But like, I, like if we look at 2021, was it what? How would you compare Ghost and Glaxon to one another? Because they're so different in how they approach formulation, how they approach branding and marketing. Yet they're both creating positive buzz within our space. And I truly believe that both these brands are moving us in a better direction. Yeah, so the thing for me, and I think this was a really important transformative year for media companies in this industry. I think that we all realized a little bit who more we are, where we find ourselves in groups and stuff like that. And the important thing was for these brand awards that we all defined our rubric for the mm -hmm. awards a little bit better. And so for me, brand of the year is not most sales of the year. It is not um, best formulas of the year. I further define that with a innovation award yeah. to specifically uh reward that and that's not to say you can't win both but um brand of the year was simply brand of the year and i think defining what a brand is i mean i don't have to have that talk with you but for a lot of people it needs to be said i don't care the transformative sales you had i don't care the growth i i care about the overall brand impact and some of that is attributed to growth some of that is to formulas you have to have all these different rubrics but to me you can, you can have incredible sales and not have a great brand. You can have great labels and not have a great brand. But once you put all these things together, that's when you form an incredible brand. And for me, Glaxon isn't yet at the scale yet to be brand of the year. Yes, they are doing awesome things that are having ripples across the entire industry. They have partnered up with GNC in you know, a multi-million dollar R&D uh, you know, partnership. They have done so much. But until they hit that, I don't, I don't want to put a number on it. Mm -hmm. But until they're at a certain size, I don't feel that they're brand of the year yet, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that 2022 is going to be, I mean, I do a brand to watch and I always try to pick an underdog, but it's hard not to put blacks on for that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, you know, you, you mentioned good points there. It's like, you look at if it's revenue, well, then we'd be giving awards to Herbalife every year or like yes. the Avocare system. You know, those, those are the sports nutrition brands with the highest, highest revenue. They also, I mean... It, it, and then you look at like impact for me, it was like, you look at Oreo was sort of like the Taj Mahal of collabs that every, yeah. every brand in the space, if they said they didn't, they wouldn't want Oreo. They're full of shit yeah. because that would be like the one to get was the execution on it there. Some say yes. Some say no, I didn't mind it. I mean, it's not my favorite ghost protein, but the fact like I had a, a buddy of mine, he was high as shit, right? Text yeah. me at like one o'clock in the morning. He was scrolling, does never buys ghost, bought chips, Ahoy and boss bought Oreo solely because of the collaboration like yeah. they bought that and and um you know that is that's telling right like but what also is telling is for them to be able to secure that because for people 
out there who like to make a bunch of noise, they don't understand how hard it is to get a company the size of Mondelaise to trust this industry. It is when I was at General Mills, nobody they didn't want to touch the industry because of uh, a lot of the stuff that was going on in the space. They didn't see the fit. I mean, there was a lot. So Ghost continues to pave the way for others to do it. Which now, as we get into 2022, I I fear for Ghost in people's eyes is when they do cool shit. People are just gonna be like, well, it's to be expected. It's Ghost. It's not nearly yeah. as cool as some brand that hasn't done anything before does something cool. And I, you and I have both had conversations with Dan, and they're going to be in a unique position here soon with how quickly they grow. Is can they still do like these one-off limited editions and as many launches? Because at some point you need some stability in your SKU counts that you don't. And especially with supply chain, where do you cut something short versus coming out with something new? Uh, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see this year. But I mean. Do you believe it's unfair for consumers and others to look like Ghost? Say Ghost does exactly what they did this year, next year again too, and it's better than anybody else. I feel like people and and we would say, yeah, they're deserving of a brand of your title, but people would say, well, that, that's what Ghost has done the last three years. Like, how can you give it to them? I think Ghost needs to, and we've had our talks with Dan. We know that you know that the move is really uh, non-flavor collabs now, or what the next thing is. Uh, you said if they do the same thing. Can they win this again? And it depends to me, are they just simply rinsing and repeating? Mm-hmm. Or because if you, it, it, to me, if you say they did the same thing they did this year, which is introduce new collabs that are groundbreaking, uh, introduce new products that uh, bring them into new categories. Um, yes. If, so I'm saying if they do another three energy flavors, another two protein RTDs, are they, do it, are they brand of the year? I don't know. But if they now jump into two new categories, if they bring in new collaborations that push this all forward, if they win, can they win Brandy of the Year again? Possibly. Yeah. It's possible. But I think there's a lot of people gunning for that spot now that's going to make it harder. I think it's going to be a lot. I think this next year is going to be fun. It's yeah. going to be the most difficult slash fun for guys like you and me and, and whoever covers this space because there's just like, I feel like everybody's now gunning. And they yeah. we have a lot of hungry CEOs, people at the helm. Um ready to go balls to the wall with it, which will be, which will be cool. And it's, you know, you talk about energy and, and it's funny. I mentioned this on when I did my awards, it's like people don't realize, and you know this, I know this, anybody with access to spins know this or, or Nielsen data, like blue raspberry ghost energy in terms of revenue did more than most brands in our space as a collective fucking unit. So like, I mean, we don't, and we haven't really talked a lot about energy because, but now they're in publics, they're in a, all these other big um, grocery stores, and you know it's gonna. Wawa now. Yeah. Uh, if you're East Coast, you know it's a huge deal. I mean, they start getting in the C stores like over here, like Quick Trips and things of that nature. I mean, it's gonna the can like I'm drinking one here, right? But like the can, the branding, everything's good. I think orange cream is the best. That's the best flavor I think they've ever yeah. done, in my opinion. But I'm that's that's my type of stuff. So uh, I'm happy for that team. I'm interested to see what they do this year. You and I are privy to some information on what they're working on, and it's gonna be cool it'll be cool I think so there's just some huge stuff happening and i think they've done a really good job of with their v2s this year because people complain you know this people complain for years about their sports supplement uh, offerings that the, the legend was light the you know the pump isn't strong like because they don't have a 35 gram scoop but like mike doesn't take legend v2 because the mm. role feels too strong for him you know like what part of legend v2 is is not hardcore enough for your normal consumer i don't yeah. they did a great job of bringing out heavy hitting products that still meet the needs in terms of, uh, you know, cost of goods and everything. And if that's not strong enough for you, Monstars or CG, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they have it, they have it yeah. for everything. Um, let's, let's talk about, um, let's talk about rise real quick because I'm interested in, in your take on like Nick is young. He's hungry. He's, I think he's our age. Um, you know, somewhere. Uh, yeah. I just podcasted. So, uh, he's actually 31. Uh, I mean, so, yeah. so, like, look at what he's accomplished at 31, and you and I are sitting here at like fucking 35, 40 years old, just be like, you know, struggle, not struggling to get by, just kidding. But like, I mean, it's it's super impressive what he's done with Rise and the people that have come in and out of that system, and now he's got TJ. Um, I just I th- podcasted with them yesterday, and it was it, uh, TJ is such a, a legend. He's just a veteran. It was, it was really cool to see that, and it, they they've put together a, I don't want to say like an all star group because you know. Nick's on his way up, and TJ's a better. Like it's, they, they've got people in every stage of their career. They got Greg, who's already been at a few successful places and is very set on his own way. Um, they, they've got some really successful people, and I, I can't wait to see how they put it all together. Because mm-hmm. you got TJ who understands FDM, 
You've got uh, Greg, who understands wholesale, and you've got uh, Nick, who who is one of the top e-commerce guys. <laughs> For sure. To me, it's like if they can get enough supply in, like it's either going to go insane or it's going to blow up. Because I, I mean, if you have you understand this, managing a few different channels and keeping everyone happy is very difficult. Very difficult, right? You know, I was managing key accounts at Nutribio while Dan Margolis was can, uh, managing a brick and mortar. So. I'm trying to keep Ebcom, GNC, and Vitamin Shop happy while we're also promoing to brick and mortar stores, and those people clash like crazy. Oh yeah, you know everyone wants the best deal, everyone wants the like the best marketing, everyone wants promo everywhere. You have to make all of it work together in a fluid monster. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to see how they do in the next year, especially with Rise Fuel coming out. Yeah, the, the energy drink. I mean, I know they're doing some cool flavor collabs on that too. I think he, he shared a teaser on his Instagram. I don't know if you guys have shared something yet. I don't think I have. Uh, I probably will shortly on it. But that, and I know a, a brand that, admittedly, I haven't talked a lot about in the last couple of years has been Alpha Line. And, yeah. you know, it's because I remember when they had the DMHA pre workout and then they were communicating with, I think, both of us about, like, hey, we're removing DMHA. How do we articulate this to the consumer? They were launching at bodybuilding.com. Um, and then, in my opinion, I, th I thought things kind of went quiet for them. Um, they, remember they brought back the DMHA to support Australia? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what Jordan said to me, and I loved this, I respected the hell out of it. Jordan said to me, I want to pull out of the rat race of the supplement industry. He said, I don't like that everyone's competing for the fitness informant and stack 3D and price law awards. It's, it, it, uh, you know, quite frankly, uh, Alpha Lion doesn't need to make these huge waves on our platforms and service their direct consumer customers well at all. Honestly, you know? no one really does. If you're good at yeah. D2C, like you don't need us. We, we yeah. offer very, very, I think, valuable tools and content. Um, but you know, like we, 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 we provide depth and, and you know, all that stuff to the, to what they're going on. But yeah, he's, he's not wrong. Yeah. I respect the hell out of it, man, because it can be a huge distraction. You know, I'm always watching your content to see, you know, who you have and what you have. And, uh, and so many consumers think that you have to be on price cloud and, and fitness order to be successful. And I think some brand owners think that as well. And, uh, you and I never want people to feel that way, although it, you know, obviously it, you know, we consider it to be an honor to be partnered with brands. Um, I respect the hell out of him just you know, putting his head down and, and working. They started doing their uh, pre-workout of the month every month. Which is now. cool, yeah. I mean, just when you consider the fact that lead time is 8 to 12 weeks and he's doing a new one every four weeks, that's incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's good. I mean, and, and behind the scenes, people are probably not aware of this. Like they had a, a big, I don't know if you want to call it a turnover changeover update to like their marketing and branding system at Q4 then last year. They just brought on our friend Drew Peters, uh, you know, to help with supply chain and, and, and um, formulation. So I think that they've made some moves quietly. Like we know about them because we're, we're privy to the space that I think they're going to have a really cool year and, yeah. and unique uh, given the supply chain constraints and you know drew's brought in to help fix that and if he's able to get a hand on that um it could be it, you know maybe it's not till q3 something like that but like I'm, I'm excited to see what that brand does this year with with the people they have in place the biggest thing whenever i talked to jordan that he would say to me was he wasn't interested in the rat race and like the 50 million dollar company like he wanted to be 100 to 500 million no he he, he wanted to scale scale you mm -hmm. know and, and uh, one of the things i love about <clears throat> your content with josh shaw <clears throat> excuse me, is that you guys talk about that. People don't understand, like, you know, we're, we're meddling with all these small little brands that, that talk a lot of shit. These small brands that are like five, $10 million have no clue. They want to win brand of the year, but the people that they're arguing against uh, do more in one skew than they do in their entire brand. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and uh, for Jordan to be able to scale to that level, you have to have a guy like Drew Peters who can come in and make your, I don't know the cost of their goods, but if they're paying $10 a bottle for their pre-workout, that's got to be six because that's the only way they're going to be able to move at a higher scale, you know? Right. And uh, anyone thinks that they can throw citrulline beta alanine and stimulants together and make a pre-workout, but very few can make one that will be cost-effective. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we all, we've all played formulator in our kitchen before and tried to do it, right? So then we can justify what this is cost or what that costs. So that brand's something that's a cool one to watch out for. Um, I like, you know, I always talk about Doug and core because, but I, I, I'm interested in your take because 
you were never at a at a brand that potentially like obviously Nutribio was there, but when you were at Nutribio, it was like Nutribio. Now it's Nutribio, Unbound, and then TBD, right? Yeah. Uh, Doug's got Core, America, America Energy, Arms Race. Potentially could do another. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I feel like he, yeah, he's got a lot going on. Um, do you, uh, your take on it? And I, I've I've shared this with like Patrick and Doug too. It's like if Doug only had one brand versus four. How different do you think that would be? It was so funny. Uh, when we went out to Glaxo and we podcasted with them and we turned it on them, we, we were at, I asked them what their brand of the year was. I was trying to get them to kind of hang themselves with it. But, <laughs> uh, I, I wanted their take, but we, we, we ended up talking about Doug Miller. Yeah. If, if Doug Miller, if Crush It Holdings was one brand, he'd be winning every year because uh, talk about managing different channels. He's got Arms Race Nutrition, which is GNC exclusive. He's got uh, America uh, Energy, which is going to you know, try to go FDM mass and all that stuff. America Labs, which is like fun direct consumer, that thing is I think has an untapped potential that could go anywhere. It just needs Core, it needs an injection. It just needs yeah. something. Yeah, uh, Core is all over the place, they, and they just launched Lifeline, just super quality health brand. Um, he just does so much. All the while, he's managing nutrition corners, which mm-hmm. are you know one of the destinations for wholesale. Yeah, you know, getting products in there is a destination. If Doug Miller was a brand, he'd win it every year because he does awesome, cool stuff, and, and he's always pushing those limits. Uh, he was the MVP for, for Price Spot for 2021 just because I don't know how the hell he manages all those things at once. And, and the team there is fucking small. Like, yeah. they have the smallest team. In the, in the, like, I think about the team that, say, Nutribio has. Now, Nutribio has a bigger team because they have the manufacturing side, too. Sure. But even, like, the team in the office at Nutribio is, is more than core. Well, they're... Their sales team is larger than Core's entire yeah. team. I feel like you know they've got uh, re- territory reps and stuff. You call Patrick; he's like servicing sales himself. Just like, <laughs> he, and he's also know. responsible for shipping us packages. Like, <laughs> dude, dude uh, when I lived in East Brunswick, uh, Patrick called me with it. This is how I got the relationship with Core. Because if you didn't know, Core didn't like us previously because we. Uh, this guy named CJ was on our channel, and it's a whole other story. <laughs> but uh, uh, Patrick's like, I'm driving up to Jersey to pick up uh, gym equipment for the the Crush It gym. And it just happened to be a gym, like, literally next to where I was living. And, dude, Doug stuck him in a, like, a 52-foot box trailer and just told him to drive up to Jersey and pick up. Like, these guys, their, their whole line is figured out. Like, mm-hmm. they, they do everything. All the while, he's handling sales for every brand outside of Arms Race. They, I mean, they're, they're, uh, Justin Angle does the, the marketing for all of the brands together. Right. I can't even imagine. I, I'm sure you probably could... I don't know about you, but like when I'm in a marketing position, like I have to live in that position. It's like it's like acting a role. Like I have to stay in in character, and I can't imagine switching between as polarly opposite brands as Core America and Arms Race. Yeah, yeah. Like it, living in those three mindsets must be very difficult. Um, but you, you kind of you're, you're generally we're talking about 2022 right now. For us, we named our brands to watch were Rise, Primeval, Storm. Caged and Alpha Line. Mm-hmm. So we already talked about Rise uh, and Alpha Line, but I think uh, a, a big couple to talk about: Primeval, Storm, and Caged are big. Cage just released that huge video. Yeah, um, it was really funny. I don't know if you saw it. I did a reaction video. Yeah, the, the split screen one, right? Dude, it's so funny because if, if you watch my face, I like load everything up and I'm going. I'm talking about it, and I look at the timestamp. I'm like, this video is thirty minutes long. And I realized I'm going to be in this video for 45 minutes. They talked about stuff for straight 30 minutes. I mean, that was an awesome video. It's, the, so it's the first time I think Cage has been fully trans. Not, not that they're not fully transparent, but about like Brian Rand and, and everybody behind the scenes at Cage Muscle. Because I think there's a lot of people that think, hey, it's Chris Gethin and that's it. Yeah, Chris is a big part of the brand. Don't get me wrong. He's the face of the brand, et cetera. But there are really good people behind the scenes that aren't getting face recognition that do a lot of the work there. And, you know, Darren, a friend of ours, he had mentioned to me on a call, he's like, you know, we were talking about potentially working there. He's like, Ryan, like, I feel like we don't have like the sex appeal and stuff for your channel. And and I said, Darren, it's not that you, it's not that you're not sexy. It's just that you haven't done anything like, um, like exciting and new. And like, like you, we work with ghosts and glass and they're always doing these like quirky, cool new things, uh, until now. Like I think pre-caged elite is leaps and bounds so much better than pre-caged the OG formula. Not that it's bad. I think pre-caged the original was one of the first like Matt Latin Nutribio pre probably one of the, the first big scoop size stuff. Uh, but for me, like I, I like pre-caged elite way more 
than the OJ, OG pre-caged. Um, and I like the, the new branding. It just needed something. It needed some life. And I think this, hopefully this is just the first domino to fall for that brand because if they kind of continue this forward this year, their brand that all, all it needed was a, a flagship product, a new brand, maybe new strategy and some execution and it can do some cool shit. Yeah, I think uh, one of the, so I get this question sometimes, like how do I get the love that Ghost gets, you know? And it's like, contrary to popular belief, it's not paying me more, it's release more products, you know? It's, it's, it's that have exciting releases, give me something that I want to talk about, yeah. you know? It is very obvious when I'm talking about something because we've partnered up and I wanna talk about it or if I don't wanna talk about it, you know? It's, if you give me something that is exciting, it's going to uh, resonate better with our consumers and I'm going to talk about it more, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that Cage has done that right now with Pre-Cage Elite. I think they've done it with their new branding. I think that the clothing that they brought out is probably worthy to talk about as well. I think they've done a really great job with a very sexy new brand. And I just want to help them follow through with it. Yeah. I, I, I want to see that follow through. That's the biggest thing right now. Because how many times do you see a big launch? You see a big brand or you see like you see something happen and it's fat and it's fun and then there's no follow through. Yeah, a lot. And I think the, the difficult part is supply chain right now, too. I think you have all these things that are planned. Um, you know, like go back to Doug Miller and you think about Miracle Labs and the relaunch this last year. Supply chain fucked them. Like it, it really hurt. They had a, 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 you were privy to the plan. I was privy to the plan. Like, like we're going to launch this, this, and this. Everything got pushed. You know, like it got pushed months. Um, Stars and Pipes launches on Monday. That was supposed to be out last year. I mean, there's just a lot of things that can really fuck up um, your plans. And in yeah. 2022, it's not going to change much. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's tough because uh, we want all this new innovation. We want all these cool new things. But uh, putting it into the bottle and getting it into the facility is the hardest part. Very. Right now. What do you think uh, about what, what do you think about Storm? I mean, I, we admittedly we both work with them. I, I like yeah. I like the girls that are there. I, I, the owner of the supplement group that you know kind of owns the everything. He uh, he's passionate. He wants things to to do well he's trusting his people which i think is cool i think their branding is cool their messaging is cool the formulas i actually like um yeah. you know their their focus formula they have a new product coming out here in a couple weeks that formula is unique and different for the category in which it lives in yeah. um how do you think I, they're gonna build i i mean they came to market with a brand new ingredient first to market with cranberry yeah. and focus i mean how many times do you see that from a company that isn't um First of all, Glaxon, and second of all, like talking like Glaxon. You know, they don't have a Joey Savage on their screen. They just launched this product and letting it speak for itself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, I'm doing my best to communicate the, the science behind that degree, but for the most part, this company just came out like, this is our cool brand. This is the great formula. Try it out and love it. And they're not, you know, out here like, I mean, how many other people this year have been screaming? We were first to market with like. They're just this. This speaks for itself. I think it's a confident first push. I like the brand a lot. I like the focuses that they have in the formulas. I, I love the girls there. I think they're they're super fun, cool people. Right. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it all fares as such a different subculture. You know, like like uh, skaters, surfers, stuff like that. Do I really think they're going to really find those people specifically? Maybe not. But they'll find folks like, for instance, Mike lived in California for most of his life, so he loves the surfer skater vibe. Mm -hmm. And so people who identify with that vibe, I think. I think far too often people think that because your brand invokes a feeling or emulates a certain consumer, only those people have to buy it, right? Um, how many times do you think that do people think that only kids in skinny jeans are buying ghosts? Right. You know, it, that's not. I mean, maybe that's who's on their their pictures, possibly, but that's not the actual end consumer. I, I'm very excited for Storm, definitely. Yeah, I think so too. I think having three products. Multiple SKUs. Um, I think they're going to need a fourth and fifth one, maybe, just to generate buzz throughout the year. But like, I mean, I have obviously my Fitbars. I have a lot of retailers, and I've had several of them reach out to me about Storm based on just the content that you and I have produced already, um, because they they like the difference, you know, the, the, yeah. what they're doing. Um, and I'm thinking, like, okay, is there something here with like X Games and things of that nature that could work? I mean, they could, especially like their Focus product. A skater yeah. could take that, no problem. A BMX biker could take it, no problem. And, yeah. and do something. The there. sky's the limit. You know, the only st stuff that I ever get kind of worried about, like we were talking about um, yesterday with Rise about how they had Connor McGregor on their team. Yeah. 
um, which didn't go over very well because uh, MMA is a spectator sport. You know, people watch people fight, but how often do those people actually go out and fight? Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way about like the X Games and a lot of this kind of stuff. Like, it's cool to watch surfing and snowboarding and all that, but very few of those people actually go out and do it. So the purchasing might be a little bit difficult. But at the end of the day, there's still people that are invoking that feeling and emulating. For that. sure. Like, very possible. And I think of the retail stores like PacSun and Zoomies. I mean, people shop yeah. the shit out of those, right? So, I mean, maybe they're not skaters or whatever, but they're, they're wannabe skaters. They're wannabe wood pushers, right? So, like, yeah. maybe that's who's purchasing this. We'll see. Um, it'll, it'll be very, very interesting. You mentioned Primeval, and I, Primeval had a lot of changes, too, happened to the company last year. And, and really, there's, like, three people that kind of run that baby, too. Like, three main people that, obviously, we've had conversations with. There's more than just that, I, I know. But um, they've really kind of went all in on their ape shit line, which I think is cool because the branding is awesome. And it's – for those that are listening that are unfamiliar with this, um, they're not the first brand to do goal-specific, like – pre-workouts, whatever, like Black Market did that and was very successful with it. Uh, but they have really cool, unique branding that, you know, I, they may convert some of the stuff from Primeval, like the main brand into the ape shit line, which I think would be genius for them to do. Uh, and I think you're right. I think they're going to, they're one of those brands that I think year after year have great years, but they're just not as loud as Ghost or even like loud, like, like Glaxon. They just stay in their own lane and they do decent shit. They're cool with it is my favorite part. They're confident in what they do. They, they, they discontinued so much of their product line last year because it just wasn't core values or core sellers for them. Like they're gray matter. I love that. Yeah, it was great. It was not a big seller for them. And so they said – they just simply said, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to play a little bit more lean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, allows them to be a little bit more nimble um, uh, and have a little bit more cash flow for these other things. But – I like – I like. I mean, I'm wearing their shirt. I'm a big fan of Primeval. I think they're good dudes. Uh, they have a lot of cool things coming, but I think that end-of-the-year push on the ape shit was really uh, – they're not – like you said, they're not the first person to do those specific uh, goal pre-workouts, and they're also not the first person to put foil on their pre-workout labels, but that doesn't make it any less gorgeous. Those products are just they're, – they're incredible yeah, I mean, it's uh, Cooper, Anthony, like, they don't love recognition or, or shout out, especially Anthony. He hates it. I should just say his name a thousand times. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, um, but it's, it's really cool and fun to see what they're doing. Um, I want to touch on just a couple of brands that you and I, we don't spend a lot of time on, but they're out there and they're juggernauts. And we've talked about this off camera, but like, we look at a lot of new, for instance, right? Like, they are, and first form, they're two brands. Love them, hate them. I mean, I have my opinions on both. Uh, Alain Newell, like, I like Hayden. I like what he's about as a person. I think what they've done as a brand is, granted, they, they have a, a big engine behind Alain Newell, especially the beverage that a lot of people don't know about, but they're a huge part of why Alain Newell is literally in every fucking Target and big retailers because of that. But, like, their core stuff, you see Alain Newell trickling now from, they were GNC, now they're in a lot of brick and mortars. Uh, and First Form is just a brand that's absolutely massive. It's a massive brand that I never talk about. You rarely talk about. Why don't we talk about those two brands more, do you think? And, and, and people, people are going to be like, well, they don't pay you. Sure, that's, that's part of it. I'll admit it. Like, yeah, we're not partners with them. But, like, I, I don't – On a mandatory scale, yeah. I don't talk about them on mandatory things like their launches. Right. They don't, oh, they're not, we're not part of their marketing efforts, and that's it's fine. Um, People don't. I think most people don't realize that when you work hard to make a channel that's strong and monetize it, like that's a respectable thing. Sure. Uh, but I went out of my way to purchase their protein drink from Milani. A the the fit shake. And, yeah, and I went and made a little video about it. And I love Hayden. I think I've been following Hayden since long before he was where he is now. Um, I just want the Bronco he bought for Kitty. That's all I want. Just give me the Bronco. <laughs> Dude, we talk about cool people, and Hayden's also like a pretty smart guy that you know talks pretty well in the world. Um, I thought the, the protein was a great drink. I think they have some formulas I'm not crazy about. Mm-hmm. Same with First Form. First Form has some formulas that I'm not crazy about. Uh, but frankly, we don't talk about them because they don't need the help. Like they're, they're in categories that we rarely get into. I'm not in the Fit Chick category. I'm not in the CrossFit category. I'm not in those areas. And if you're in those cult-like followings, you're not going to listen to Price Well and Fitness Informant anyway. You know, we have our own cult followings. Yeah. And so we, I, I just generally don't mess with that stuff. When I go to Natural Body, I enjoy uh, getting into the first form talk because they're so close with them. And I I, I like having that talk. Um, Alani, I'd love to get in more with. I know you have a connection with them. I just buy their stuff when I see it. Sure. Um, I think they have fine stuff. But 
I don't know, man. It's, it, they don't need the help. They're in a different, complete different category. Yeah. For me. Right. And that's what I said too. I mean, they're, they're kind of like in a league of their own with different things. I don't even know what revenue first form does. I, all I know is like, I sell to their retail stores with Fit Butters. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't realize they own um, supplement superstars, superstores, and there's a bunch of them. Um, they have their big gym. They have their legion. I mean, it's just, I can imagine whatever that number is, and it's very large and good for them. You know, good for Andy Versella and what they're doing there. Alani, the same thing. Um, it's, it's always interesting to see, like, influencer brands of sorts, you know, where, where, like, we know that Katie and Hayden have just such a small percentage of ownership there, right? Like, but... You put somebody like that in front of the camera and in front of social, and it, it does well for them. So, um, which I know, I think we're going to see more and more influencer brands keep coming out, especially like now with TikTok being as big as it is. And I mean, there'll probably there's probably a brand that lives on TikTok today that we don't know about that does good numbers. I don't know. I mean, sure. <laughs> like because I don't have time to be on every fucking platform. Even though I mean, we do, but it's I, I don't scroll TikTok. I hate TikTok. What we do it because it's necessary for what we do. <laughs> Here's my thing, though, dude. Like, if we are, like, I consider us to have a responsibility to and a commitment to the industry. And if this, if these people are influencers that are completely living off of their, um, their following and, you know, sending them to landing pages and converting them there, they're not interacting with the greater industry. Mm -hmm. They're monetizing their own little channel, and maybe not little, maybe huge channel, but they're monetizing their own following, their own channel, and keeping them there. They're retargeting me there. That's not industry for me. You no. know, for me, industry is discussing the difference between primeval and ghost. You know, that's that's we all live in that in that same area there. And I respect Jordan for trying to leave that and becoming their own, you know, beast. Right. I love that kind of stuff with Alphaline. Um, but that's again, that's why we didn't talk as much about Alphaline. They they went and owned their own channel and went really keyed in there. So that I mean, that's for me why I don't talk about Alani as much. I don't think that they impact the industry as much. I think that they don't. Honestly, I really don't think that they they have all that much imitation or impact on our the greater sports right. element. And I would I would I'll give them credit where credit due. I think Balance was the first kind of powder popular yeah. powder of like to to sort of like influence other brands to create something similar or better or at least in that space. Um, so that that to me that was the biggest impact that they made. I don't like the way they approach the marketing of it um, and some of the verbiage. And I've been vocal about that in the past, but. As we wind on the podcast, last big question, and I think it's the, the question. You talked about brands to watch in 2022. What's your take? What's your pick today, January 5th, for brand of the year 2022? Uh, if everything goes the way that I think it will, I think probably uh, Glaxon comes out with it next year. Yeah. I think it's pretty easy. I think between their partnership with GNC and just general growth, um, I'm not promising it'll happen for them, but it's the kind of thing like if you work hard, you know, we can see it happening. Right. Know? Uh, I, I hate to say that, you know, I know it's going to happen. Um, I'm going to be doing a bunch of cool stuff with them this year that, you know, maybe will help. Because like what I try to do when I look forward is to try to hopefully document over the year so that at the end of the year when I say who it is, like we have the content that backs it up. Right. right. So hopefully at the end of the year we'll have some really good content that backs that up. Yeah. And I think, you know, Glaxon's probably might, if I had a gun in my head and had to pick one today, I'm probably going to say Glaxon as well. Um, just because of, I, I think that, that, um, the, the R and D deal with GNC could be, could bold to be huge and could be really cool and unique and could really impact the space in a, in a positive way. And, and we just said, it's about impact in our space. That's what, you know, and, and building a brand. So there's that there, but again, like, you know, rise ghost core, those brands are all going to be in that conversation. Primeval. I mean, we could go, which is why it's such an exciting year to be part and do what we do because in years past, like we went into it and I, you know, admittedly like, um, this last year we went into it, I said, probably Ghost and, and Glaxon, like neck and neck. And, and it, you know, kind of came down that, but like so many brands are, are working hard and doing all the right things to put themselves in position to be in the conversation. And yeah. there are going to be people who say like, our awards don't matter. And that's totally fine. But like, for me, it's just like, they matter to me because these are brands who, in my opinion, are impacting our space in a positive way. And I thank them for that. That's important to me. That's the most important part to me is, is that they help us out. They, they, they grow this space even more. Um, I, one question that I want to have before we, we, we add, this is something that's been kind of uh, posed to me a few times, is uh, over the last couple of years, we, we've, well, actually, really, over the last couple tens of years, we've seen a, a difference between concentrated doses, big, massive doses like the pre-cage or Nutribio. Then we started seeing it pulled back. I feel like we saw a lot of uh, ghost uh, with the smaller doses, then we saw Glaxon really going key in on small doses with synergies, and now we're seeing a lot of people say more is better again. What do you think this year we're going to see in terms of trends and pre-workouts? I mean, well, 
pre-cage, the first one that started going back with more, right? But that's that's on brand for them. Like that's yeah. I, I couldn't imagine that brand coming out with micro like smaller dosages and, and like you know have this and a pump putter and whatever. But I think I think that's still going to be like the Glaxon way and synergies. And I think because that brand is doing such a good job and Joey does a good job of like explaining why things are, and then you have guys like Drew Peters at Alpha Line who believes in that same um, you know that that same breadth of information. I think that's that's what I like. So that's what I hope we see more of. But I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing 30 gram fucking scoops. And I don't, it's not that I dislike that. Um, but for me personally, I personally like the smaller servings, like the smaller sizes, and then, you know, using things in collaboration with one another to reach whatever goal I'm trying to reach. What about you? Uh, it's funny because, like, the stubborn headedness of this industry is really showing its head. Because uh, I thought going into 2021 with supply chain issues, we'd see people using more velocitol with lower doses of protein. Mm-hmm. Low, lower costs. I thought we'd see more synergy in pre-workouts, which I think we are seeing. I think I think that is. I, I believe we're going to see more um, of Ghost Legends and Glaxon specimens. Is, is really what I, I'm expecting. But there does seem to be an ironically stubborn part of this industry where they're just like, no, you have to have huge doses for this to be good. Which is so funny because if you knew me five years ago, I was on that team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that you know science is constantly evolving. That's the nature of what science is, is that we are constantly learning and moving forward. And what I once thought was necessary, being huge doses that you're, probably your stomach can't really handle all that well and stuff like that, is it, the norm is now becoming a lot more of synergy and, and, and very finite, specific choices and, and formulas. On that note, one of my favorite things in our job is when I get a beta sample of something that I know nothing about the formula. Nothing. And I take it and I have a good workout and be like, you know, because I think there's, when we get access to a label beforehand, we read it and like mentally we're like convincing ourselves this is good, this is bad. Um, sometimes it's nice because like you can trick even, I mean, we know it. like when we get stuff, we kind of know like this is probably in it and, and et cetera. And, and if it's too shitty, we, we definitely know, but there are times where like, there may only be, this is just an example for argument's sake, like a gram of citrulline versus three to five and you know, whatever else. But like, you're right. Like when you get smart people in the, in their formulating brand, I wish we had some more studies behind these things saying like, and there is studies and that's kind of what Joey's been doing, but like, it's cool to be like, wow, I didn't, you know, and then you see the formula, like I didn't expect it to be that good, but it's, it's because we see a formula and we immediately either shit on something or say it's grace is kind of like, I mean, last, like the gorilla mind, you, you met, you text me and said like, it didn't feel to me like it does on paper. Now that's yeah. not, the, that's not to say that, that that's not in there. We're not saying that, but like paper's not everything. Yeah, I think that um, I don't know. It's tough because I do believe in labels. You know, there's another person in the industry that says labels just labels and they don't matter, and I disagree with that sentiment completely. Like, I could not disagree with that more because I believe that a label should represent something. Sure, yeah, that, right. And I think that uh, if you're saying something on that, that should ring true. But sometimes the addition of ingredients is more than just them together. It also, there are other things that work together to multiply the experience, you know? And we've seen that, you know, mm-hmm. how many times, like if you just looked at the amount of powder between a Glaxon product and some, and, and Gorilla Mine is a perfect example. You're talking about a, a, a concentrated scoop versus a huge scoop. I took uh, the Gorilla Pre or Gorilla Mine or whatever it was. I didn't feel it. I didn't think that it, uh, all the things on the label were truly represented the experience. Does that mean it's not in the in the scoop? I don't know, but I was I was definitely disappointed in that one. And then there's other products that like these huge 30 gram scoops. We took uh, C4 Dynasty comes to mind. I haven't had Godzilla yet, but I I would assume it's the same way. You have this like overwhelming experience. Like this definitely is all here. Right. I think we need to dial this back a little bit. Um, I, I I do think this is the, the most fun part of our jobs. My my biggest worry. I don't know if you ever feel this way. But my <laughs> biggest worry is that I'm going to get placeboed. Yeah, yeah, right. That or they give me fucking six hundred milligrams of caffeine and piss me yeah. off. You know, oh like, God! Because, because, yeah. like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, we'll end the podcast with this. Joey Savage, I love you, but I know you try to pull shit in the lab when you send me stuff sometimes as a beta sample. For example, I just got a t- container of the vegan, pro- the vegan protein raspberries, and there was an overwhelming too much raspberry pieces in mind that he did on purpose. And I, I filmed the video, and I'm like, I had to stop the video because I could barely talk because he had put. <laughs> He had he had put, played a joke on me and put too much freeze dried raspberries in it, and I was about to say this is like 
awful because like to me it was way too much uh and i'd like texted i'm like dude i would tone back the raspberries and they they said to me like yeah he played a joke on you it's like well cool <laughs> like, yeah i'm always so concerned they're gonna placebo me or send me something weird like you've watched my Talks video i'm like i did like a seven day trial of it and i'm like the first two three days i'm like i don't know what i should be expecting like i'm like getting nervous that something's gonna happen yeah but, just but straight sugar such, packet yeah there's such a, such a cool company. When you go down there, I, I, I'm sure you're going to have a similar experience that there's so much that can be done in the lab and there's so much that you can experience. For sure. Really fun crew. They, unfortunately, Joey, I don't think he's represented enough online. Online, he can, because if you watch his supplement lab videos, he can seem very robotic and scientific, mm-hmm. but uh, he is probably one of the most human people I know. Oh, for sure. Person. Yeah. Yeah. And intelligent, super smart. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's been a really fun year. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this year. I have so much more this year, but I'm hoping, uh, I don't know. I'm hoping, it, I'm sure it'll, it's all going to come out well because there's so much going on. I know. I'm just excited for the course pudding to come out so I can have something before I go to bed. So you know, yeah, you know, there you go. Knock it out of the park, Doug. All right, guys. Ben Kane, Price Plow, at PricePlow, PricePlow.com. I don't even need to plug it. Like everybody fucking knows your stuff. So uh, until, are you going to Arnold? I am. All right. Well, then, I mean, that'll probably be the time I see you then. A couple weeks. Awesome. All right, buddy. Sweet, dude. I'll see you there. All right, gang. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Ben Kane from Price Plow right here on the Iron Union podcast. Again, I mentioned it in the opening, and you probably could tell from listening to that podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and we're gearing up for a pretty... I believe, a remarkable 2022. I think it's going to be one of the best years in sports nutrition with Ghost trying to stay atop the pack. You got brands like Glaxon and Rise and Inspired and Core Nutritionals and Nutribio and even even brands, big brands like Alani New and First Form and everybody else doing some cool stuff. Uh, I hope that we see a lot of innovation this year. I hope that we see innovation in branding, innovation within synergistic components, within products, uh, new product categories. And who knows? Who knows what's going to happen this year, but I'm excited about it. I'm excited to cover the space for you. All your information is available on our social media channels and our official website, fitnessinformant.com. Subscribe to our email list, and that way you can be notified of any new big news story that comes out from the space in a timely manner. Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all those platforms, and obviously we have our YouTube channel as well. Again, if you like this podcast, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. It helps out the algorithm so more people can discover the Iron Union podcast. But until next time, I am Fitness Informant founder, CEO, a guy who I like to say lives with a bunch of humility and no bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a good episode. Let's fucking go.